And I am aware now. Aware now. The official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. I was thinking the other day about the very last words my grandfather said to me before he passed away. It was several years ago in a hospital just outside Newcastle City Centre, where he was recovering from a wounded hip that would later get infected. The visit probably only lasted about 20 minutes, as he wasn't in a good way. He was quite feverish and his spirits were low. As I was just getting up to leave the ward, he grabbed my arm and with a sudden look of urgency on his face, held my gaze and said, Ned, don't waste your life. He died several weeks later, and so that was the last time I saw him. But I thought about those final words a lot. What did he mean? As a solicitor by profession, he had always taken a keen interest in my career choices, encouraging me to study law at Cambridge and stay on to complete a master's program. But by the time he gave me this final piece of advice, I had moved away from a career in the city and was paying the bills by singing in a wedding band whilst also recording and releasing my own songs. His words were most likely a warning, don't waste time on frivolous artistic projects and rapping gangster's paradise at weddings when you could be building a career that lasts. But if that was his intention, it was quite ironic because he was the reason I took up songwriting in the first place. When I was 13, he found a battered old classical guitar in his attic and, wrongly assuming it was my dad's, gave it to him to pass on to me. I've been in a prolonged love affair with songwriting ever since. And my grandfather was himself a keen painter, producing a prolific stream of work alongside his legal career. So I instead decided to interpret his advice as, don't waste your life doing something you don't enjoy. Follow your passions instead. To be honest, I could only have really taken the advice that way. Since those teenage years fiddling away on that old guitar, I'd been obsessed with the power of song lyrics, how they can capture moments, opinions, stories, treasured truths from your past. For over five years, I rushed off hundreds of truly terrible songs, learning the boundaries of bad taste, cliche, and superficiality. My lyrics lacked subtlety and clarity and originality. That is, until one of the most significant conversations of my life. I was in Reykjavik with my girlfriend at the time, I was between law degrees and she was studying a master's in English literature. Neither of us had a lot of money and we hadn't realized just how expensive Iceland was until we got there. So we ended up spending a lot of time walking back and forth along that haunting, curved coastline, gazing out into the Arctic abyss and talking about words and creative process. It was during one of those walks that she gave me several invaluable pieces of advice about my song lyrics and how to step them up several levels. You could say it was a sort of mentoring session on what makes good writing, set against a backdrop of the Icelandic coastline. Firstly, she said, I was trying to cram too many ideas in at once. Every single clever phrase I stumbled upon, each beautiful image that came into my mind, I was determined to fit into the song. She taught me the value of taking things out to leave a clearer message or story or emotion, of not letting a misplaced phrase pull against the meaning of the song. It's something all fiction writers will find familiar. Kill your darlings. However much you love an idea, if it doesn't fit, remove it. Secondly, I was throwing too many poetic tricks at each line. Internal rhyme, alliteration, wordplay. 
I was trying to sound clever and, as a result, sounding try-hard and amateurish. Thirdly, I had a tendency to write long, regular lines where the syllable counts were all the same. When combined with my unwillingness to leave some lines unrhymed, this gave my lyrics a sort of children's lullaby feel, predictable and bland. So you may have noticed a pattern here. What she was telling me, in effect, was several different variations on less is more. Simplify things. Let the rawness of your emotions shine through rather than throwing verbal mud at your listeners' oral walls. I went away and took her advice to heart. Within three years, by the time of my grandfather's death, my songs with my indie folk band August and After were appearing on official Spotify playlists and getting regular BBC radio airtime. More than that, my love and understanding of writing lyrics reached a new level. I was able to talk to my audiences and hear what they thought my songs were about, to hear what raw emotions the combination of lyrics and music drew out of them. It was becoming a two-way interaction. At a concert this year, Blind as the Rain, a song I originally intended to be about collective guilt around climate change, was described by one audience member as a perfect expression of her feelings around a recent breakup. So, in much the same way as my grandfather's final words of advice, him wanting to say one thing, me interpreting something totally different. A songwriter will write a song with one intention, but each listener will take their own message from it. And usually, the simpler the message sent out, the more profound that listener's interpretation will be. There is a beauty in ambiguity and in leaving enough space for it to breathe. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are Aware Now.